Sit down. Listen up. You're listening to Barbershop Talk with Matson and McDaniel. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Barbershop Talk. This is actually going to be Barbershop uh, Talk episode five. It's your boy uh, Samuel McDaniel. I'm here with uh, Wyatt Matson. You forgot my name for a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't. There. I didn't. And here, um, please go ahead and follow us on Jaguar um, Podcast on SoundCloud. You can also um, follow us on Twitter at Madsen underscore McDaniel. And you can also follow us on our uh, personal Facebooks, which is mine is Samuel McDaniel and his is Wyatt Madsen. So we're going to go ahead and get into it as far as barbershop talk. We have a lot of information to go ahead and talk about that we want to review. Um, Wyatt, go ahead and bring us to our first topic. So what we want to talk about first is the rematch between the Patriots and the Falcons. This is a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. I don't know about you. I was kind of expecting a lot more fight from the Falcons. They're a desperate team. They really needed this win. Yeah. I didn't see any desperation. They kind of just fell apart, to be honest. I don't know. What did you see when you watched it? When I did go ahead and see this game, there's no doubt in my mind that they would have actually lost the Super Bowl. Now there's no doubt in my mind. Not being able to score until the end of the fourth quarter under five minutes and the only player that was able to score was Julio Jones um, kind of gets you a little bit suspect as far as the um, Atlanta Falcons defense. Like they, like I said, they're a young defense, but why are they so gassed? Um, they're a young defense, but yet they can't make the right choices as far as who to cover. Um, the run game was definitely not that very effective as far as for the, the Falcons that day, but... When you have a quarterback like Tom Brady just passing at will, you're going to struggle against quarterbacks like him, Aaron Rodgers, maybe even Cam Newton. And due to the fact that they are in the NFC and they have a lot of quarterbacks like that as far mm-hmm. as for the Falcons that you know can throw that type of range, you know this is going to be a struggle because they already lost three straight. And this one was to the Falcons. They had another one to the Dolphins and yeah. another one between that as far as the Bills. So... Well, those are three. Those are three potentially playoff teams too. Yeah, you know for sure. So you're saying that you thought before before this game, you you thought that the game was a fluke. The Super Bowl was a fluke. And Not that necessarily. Could have, should have won the game. I but, mean, but now after watching this, now you're confirmed. Like, no, it wasn't a fluke. The Patriots are the better team. Is that what you're? No, I definitely didn't think it was a fluke. I was actually going for the Patriots to win the <laughs> Super Bowl originally because yeah. I just thought that the Patriots were a better team. They've been there before. You know, they know how to work through the system when they are currently down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why I thought that the Falcons uh, should have won and that game is because they should have just ran the ball. They shouldn't have been thrown in the air yeah. as far as in the Super Bowl. They already had the game won. But in this game, they were struggling on a whole lot of factors and the factors of this game, just like of the Super Bowl, was their defense. Their defense just did not come through for them. Mm-hmm. Well, what made them so great last year, too, was they had one of the all-time great offenses. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Ryan's a great quarterback, but they had a great system in place with a proven offensive coordinator. In fact, he's proven so well that he left after that because he got a head coaching job at the 49ers, which we'll get to in a second because they played – you know who they played this week. I think losing him was a big, big factor. Like they brought in a new offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, who came from the NFL. I'm sorry, came from uh, Alabama in college football. Wow, that's he's just not. I mean, I'm talking all-time great offenses, and mm-hmm. they look average this year. I don't know statistically where they're at in terms of speed and points per game and stuff, but they just look average. And last year, it didn't matter who they were playing. Right, it didn't matter who was hurt, who whatever. They were going to score points. They were going to move the ball. They were going to control the game. They were going to control the game based on how long they held the ball on offense. And this year, they just, 
I don't see that at all on the offensive side of the ball. And that's why, I mean, they could, we're not talking about a great Patriots defense here. Right. We're talking about an average at best. Yeah. Not I mean, the a team, golden years. A team, yeah, not the golden <laughs> years. A team that's really been proven to not be very good so far. Right. Uh, defensively. And, and they just couldn't, they but, couldn't show up. But you know, that is honestly a factor of any team off the NFC that comes from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have that high offensive tempo, yeah. just like the Panthers. What happened? Same thing, you well, know what I'm saying, yeah. as far as that, as far as having that same type of mm-hmm. offense. But hopefully the Falcons, you know, we're not trying to grill you guys. But at the same time, you know, we definitely want to see <laughs> a little bit more of that competitiveness thing because I mean when they faced against the Bills I'm not saying that the Bills are trash or they're not good because that's a developing team I just thought that they would have won that game yeah I the mean, Bills the Bills have been they've been a lot better this year than people predicted they'd be I mean they, they everyone thought when they traded Sammy Watkins that Tyrod Taylor was just gonna who's he gonna throw the ball to we yeah. actually talked about it our first episode but we, we were talking about it because of fantasy but but who's, who's he going to throw the ball to? But LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, but he's also he's thirty one years old. I mean, at running backs, that's that's is he thirty one? Um, I'm not sure as far as his I age. I could be wrong. He might actually be twenty nine. Yeah, I'm not sure, but he's still putting in or work. Thirty. I don't know. He's somewhere <laughs> he's between still those. Putting in work. Yeah, he's still. I, I'm not a huge LaShawn McCoy fan, but he this year has proven me wrong. Like he's done really well. But I mentioned uh, McDaniel's the offensive coordinator. And he's now at the 49ers, and, and who the 49ers play this weekend? Um, they did go ahead and play the Cowboys. <laughs> um, now, being a Cowboy it's a close fan, game. I don't know. Being, <laughs> being a Cowboy <laughs> fan, we all wanted this to happen. We all wanted revenge as far as what happened with the Packers, and we did get that. I mean, this was a good win for us, 40 to 10. Um, we saw Dak running the ball mm-hmm. a lot in the middle. We saw a lot of um, good things from our defense, but at the same time. Not saying that the 49ers are trash. They've been playing very hard, but, you know, based on their record, you can tell that they have a whole lot of work to go. Them and the Browns are the only ones that haven't won a I think that this game was, this year. This was a game the Cowboys needed. This was a motivation game. They needed a game this like was this. A game yeah, they just to, got their hearts ripped out yeah. against the Packers, and they needed a pick-me-up game. Yeah, um, for sure. And this, this I think, could be, this, this could be the turnaround for their season. Right. And I, I think this could be the turning point where they now— turn it on and, and turn into this team that we saw them be last year that everyone predicts they can be this year that I've been on record saying I don't think they're there yet but this could be a turnaround game where they start to to pile up some wins back to back to back and we start to see Prescott be the guy we know he can be and right. Zeke be the guy we know he can be and that offensive line has been considered one of the best in the NFL and this year they haven't showed up yeah plain and simple they haven't showed up but this, again, could be a turning point for that whole unit, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen this week. Do you know who they're playing this week? We're playing against the Redskins, and with the Redskins, it's always been a competitive game. Be, yeah, a rivalry um, game. It's always going to be a good one since it's a rivalry, but like I said, what I'm currently looking at, the key focus is how many times is, is he going to get the ball, mm-hmm. and then what is our secondary going to do? Have we worked the Knicks and Cranny out of that? That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. If we can't beat the Redskins— then, well, the Redskins are a tough team, too. I and mean. I understand that, but they're not as tough as far as what we're looking at as far as against the Eagles in mm-hmm. our conference. Yeah. So if we can't beat the Redskins and we didn't beat the Packers, then I don't understand or I don't know what's going to save us as far as with the Eagles. Well, the the Cowboys, are they 3-4 and four right now? Is that their record? No, we're 3-3. Three 3-3? And three. Three and three? Okay. I was going to say, if they're 3-4, and four, this might be a, bus, a must win because if they lose, they're down at 3-5, and five, mm-hmm. and that's going to be tough to come back from. But um, Zeke definitely got some carries. Actually, I was thinking this. I wanted to tweet it out on our, on our Twitter page, which, by the way, follow us at Matson underscore McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Um, you're starting a fantasy draft, and you can pick one running back first. Are you taking Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott? I'll still take Ezekiel Elliott. 
Based on just what I saw as far as his first year, yeah. I mean, I like stocky, big running backs that can truck over people that can take two or three hits to take him down. He definitely has great awareness when it comes to reading the line in the middles as far as to get in the gaps because he runs through the middle. He doesn't really go through outside. He's a physical guy. He goes through yeah. that. Well, and the so, one thing about both of them is they're all around backs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Bell... First of all, Zeke can do everything Bell can do. Mm -hmm. There's nothing he can't do. I think he's just bigger. But he is – well, he's a little bigger. Yeah. He's taller, but I think Zeke is just – he's he's a brick house, yeah. man. Like, that guy's huge. He's bulky. But um, I just they're both all around backs. They can catch the ball out of the backfield. They can run down the middle. You can give them the ball on the one-yard line. Um, they can take it to the house from 50 yards out. Like, there's only so many running backs that can do that. Yeah. You know, you look at a lot of teams. They have different running backs for different situations. This team, those two running backs can do it all. You don't see that very often. But I am, you know, you won't hear me say this often, but I am excited about the Cowboys. I actually, I watched the game. I didn't watch it, but I was at Buffalo Wild Wings when the game was on. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to watch that game. I just was hungry. <laughs> I understand. And I then, understand. Um, we get it. No, I didn't. It's not like I was boycotting. I didn't realize the game was on because at my house I was watching, uh, I think the Rams. I was watching, oh, I was watching the Steelers play. I don't remember who they were playing now. But I was watching it because my fantasy, one of my fantasy players was playing. I don't remember now. Okay. But regardless, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings and like, it's kind of fun. I remember last year, it was it was just fun to be around the excitement, you know, being that they're in Texas and they're the team here in San Antonio, for the most part, there's some uh, Houston fans, but the, the city kind of, it's exciting to be around this city when the Cowboys are good. You know what I mean? It's exciting. So I, I don't know. I kind of felt that excitement a little bit. I'm still not a Cowboys fan, right? <laughs> but it is exciting to be in a city where the team's doing good. Um, so who do you think is going to win a, a W first, the Browns or the 49ers? Oh, I really wish, I mean... I want to say the Browns. I really like Hugh <laughs> Jackson, and they've been losing for wow. so long. Like, at least the 49ers were in a Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. At least they kind of had yeah. theirs. And then the Browns are just, geez, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I would really like to see the Browns win a game. I'm going to say I think it's going to be the 49ers because they've been playing hard. The Browns did play hard the very first week against the Steelers, mm -hmm. but ever since then I haven't really seen anything impressive about them. So I'm going to say the 49ers. It's hard to see those two teams play because, like, here in San Antonio, we just don't get those channels to see we, them play. We black out their games. Yeah. <laughs> for, I mean, it's from, not, a, it's not reason, enough attendance. I don't feel like I've missed a ton by not watching them no, play. No, you haven't. But um, I do. I'm familiar with both their rosters. I don't know what the Browns are doing with their quarterback situation. I really don't. I mean, they just put one guy in. He plays a bad quarter. They put another guy in. They've had three guys play this year um, when they probably should have just started with Cody Kessler the whole time and worked the rookie in, Deshaun Kaiser, um, as the season progressed. So I don't know why they didn't do that, but I'm also not a head coach for a reason. So you Jackson probably knows more than I do about what to do with quarterbacks. I wanted to get into basketball. Did you have any other games you want to talk about in football? No, I just want to sit there and just – um, let the uh, our fans know about the standings right now. In the mm -hmm. AFC East, the Patriots are currently leaving with five and two. The AFC West mm -hmm. is going to be uh, five and two with the Chiefs. AFC North is going to be five and two with the Steelers. AFC South is four and three, but actually tied with. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be one. the Titans, but they're actually tied with the Jaguars at this point. And the mm, um, mm. NFC East is actually um, the Eagles six and one. NFC West. Wait, is, so Houston wasn't even ranked in that, and the AFC South. Uh, they, I mean, they're number three. Yeah, they're number three. Wow. Three and three. Um, as far as the NFC uh, East, this is going to be the Eagles six and one. NFC West is going to be the Rams five and two. NFC North is going to be the Vikings five. 
five and two, and NFC South is going to be um, four and two. So we are currently halfway point. It's the the you know the playoffs are currently sh- shifting up. It's, it's shaping up as far as what you can see. So just giving you an insight is based on that. We'll definitely be watching the games from here on. Now these games are going to be critical mm-hmm. to see who's going to be making the playoffs. Biggest surprise in that list is well, there's two of them, but the biggest one is the Rams. Yeah, the Rams, the Rams. are the first in the division and the Jaguars. Yeah. I don't think those will be the top two teams at the end when the playoffs start. But man, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, shout those two teams the, are shout out to the Rams for completely changing that whole organization oh, man, around. Yeah. Um, you definitely have to give that respect for the coaching staff and for they the always organization. Had the, they always had the talent. It just seems they didn't yeah. have the coaching staff in place. But I want to talk about the Bulls because that's your team. Ah. So I, we really have no other reason to talk about it aside from that being your team. So I'll let you go. Like, what, what do you think about the Bulls this year? What, so what are you the, predicting? Playoffs? No. Championship? No. <laughs> so right now we're currently 0-3. Uh, we lost against the Toronto. It's a great buildup to yeah. get you to go to, though. Well, they're 0-3 right now. First game, we lost against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors. Uh, second game, we lost to the San Antonio Spurs. And the third game, we lost about uh, to the Cleveland Cavs. Now, today, we actually have the opportunity to play against the Atlanta Hawks. That doesn't look real threatening. But due to the fact that we have a lot of young pieces and stuff, we're trying to figure out. We're in rebuild mode. It's safe mm-hmm. to say. The Bulls are in rebuild mode. We don't have an actual legitimate star. Uh, I guess the, the star would be considered Miratic, but we're still trying to figure <laughs> that information out as far as what's going on. Um, as far as being a Bull fan, I'm get, I'm glad that Bobby Portis and uh, Miratic actually settled out their differences. If you don't know, uh, my my team, the teammates were actually fighting against each other to the point where Bobby Portis actually one weekend, punched this know? man in the face and gave him a concussion. And Bobby Portis um, wind up um, apologizing um, in the beginning of the Toronto Raptors game. And, um, you know, the Bulls organization still um, stands behind him and hopefully they'll go ahead and be able to, um, you know, get along. I think Miritich, isn't he out for like... Yeah, he's out because of like that. like a month or something? Yeah, because he had a concussion. So, like I said, um, <laughs> it's rough in Chicago right now. <laughs> They've um, seen better days. But we'll we'll yeah. see what's going on. What about your New York Knicks? Man, it's kind of funny that both of our... Like, basketball's my favorite <laughs> sport. I don't know about you. Is it your favorite sport, too? Yeah, it is, pretty and much. And both of our favorite teams are just... They suck this year. Trash. <laughs> the Knicks are 0-3. The good thing is, at least the Knicks have a star. I mean, I, we could make a, we could make an argument that the Knicks are better off for the future than the Bulls. Just because we actually have a star. You know what I mean? Porzingis can get there. I think he's averaging 25 points so far this year. Mm-hmm. But granted, it's only been three games. So that number, I think, is going to go down. But it's kind of exciting to be a Knicks fan right now. Like, I know we're bad, but it's a new chapter. You know? For the Bulls, well, I guess it's... It, the Bulls, it is a new chapter. Because we yeah. have no star. Mm-hmm. Butler was under the Rose era. Wade came by yeah. for a brief he, moment. He yeah, gave us stopped, a little hope. He stopped by for lunch and then yeah. he took off. <laughs> Got his money and left. Uh, didn't even tip us well. Um, but, I mean, no, shout out to Dwayne Wade. You know you're my favorite player. I was going to say, man. is he still, yeah, still he's, he's still He's still my favorite. Like, he's one your of my favorite, favorite player. He's okay. one of my favorite players okay. that's in the league. Um, he's hard not to like. Yeah, I mean, he's hard. On and off the court. He's, he's just, the most one of the most aggressive shooting guards that goes in the paint. You know, not really good on the three ball, mm-hmm. but inside game, well, he's one the of foul. The, he's one of the few point guards from that era that played with Kobe well, in that era. Guards. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the he's one of the what did I say shooting guards? You said point guards. Oh, he's one he's one of the last shooting guards that in fact I think he is the last shooting guard. From the Kobe era, right? Just from that he plays a different style. He plays yeah. back to the basket. He likes to slash. Class he didn't, of he didn't three. He didn't play in that era where where it was three and D and yeah. spread it out. He didn't play in you that had to era. Go get he yours. played physical. <laughs> you had to go yeah, get you. You gotta defend one on one and it's embarrassing if you get beat. Like now it's just everyone gets beat. But interesting thing to say now that we're talking about the East. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the 76ers. Do you think that they can go ahead and make it to the playoffs this year? You know what? A lot of teams are high on them. 
Ben Simmons just got his triple, mm-hmm. his first triple double. I think they're a yeah, really the good team. I really do. I just can't see them making the play. Well, then again, it is the Eastern Conference. You know, I think that they can make it because it's the East. I'm not predicting that they will, though. I don't think they'll do it. I just think they're too young. They're not there yet. Okay. They're on the right track, definitely. Ben Simmons, the it was worth the wait because he didn't play all last year. Right. It was worth the wait. Okafor, not Okafor. Um, Embiid? Embiid, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I said Okafor. Embiid is everything we expected and then some. Like, the guy is a star. He's a legitimate star. He's really unguardable, mm-hmm. especially in today's NBA where we don't emphasize defense in our in our centers. We like centers who can spread the floor. This guy can do it. I mean, we talked about running backs. This guy can do it all at the center position. Mm-hmm. He can score in the post. He can spread the floor. He can pass. He can defend the paint. He can defend a guard one-on-one situationally. He's a star. Like, I'm really, really impressed with him. And Ben Simmons is a great compliment to him in that system. J.J. Reddick can spread the floor. I just don't think they're there yet because they're so young. What do you think about Marcus Folds. He just decided that, you know, he just got injured yeah. as far as with his shoulder. There's a lot going on. I was watching. Um, it's so funny how a lot of these people that go to the 76 is the first thing off top, <laughs> their first year, they just get injured. Did you hear what his agent said? What did he his say? agent said, I, there's a quote, I don't know the exact quote, but basically he was saying that they've proven yet again that they don't know how to handle injuries right. And this is another example. Like, he publicly said that because of what happened with Ben Simmons and Embiid. Yeah, um, it's consistent. Like, it's every consistent, yeah. rookie they get He's gets like, injured. But I can't believe he said that publicly. Like, his, yeah. his agent said that. And yeah. I think his agent's Rich, uh, Rick Paul, or Rich Paul. That's not a good move. Who's the guy? Well, he's LeBron's agent. I mean, he's, re- he's the guy that was really good friends with LeBron. He, he's a lot of important players' agents. <laughs> so, okay. he must have something up his sleeve. I don't know. I'm, I was never really that high on Markel Fultz. Really? I never was. Uh, I, I was think, a big. I was a big. Uh, what's his name? Channing Tatum. I like Channing Tatum. Yeah, I think he, I he reminds me. Of, he reminds me of Melo a little bit. I was really big on the him. way he can score the ball. And I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna blow up. You know, mm-hmm. despite the injury, as far as Gordon Hayward, this might be a blessing in disguise for him to actually show what he can really do to fill that position. Let's talk about. You know, something that uh, one of our fans when oh before we go ahead and go into that, Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> he's not going to be a son anymore. So do you think that he should stay in the East or, I mean, stay in the West or should he go to the East? Because the East needs talent mm-hmm. right now. We need I, we need something like that. I think he should go to the East, um, but I don't think he has much of a say in it because they're going to trade him wherever, get the, where they, wherever they get the best package. But I'm just shocked at the way this whole thing's played out. Like, I've never seen anything like this before, really. Would you be surprised if he got traded to the Cavs? I would be because they already have Isaiah Thomas and Derrick Rose. And they're playing LeBron at point right now. And with LeBron at point, they have enough players who can spread the floor. They have enough wings and forwards that can spread the floor. If you put LeBron at the point, that's a tough team to defend. Yeah. And but, speaking of the Cavs, as far as in recent, they recently decided to go ahead and put Dwayne Wade off the bench, which mm-hmm. I was already for in the beginning of the yeah. season to go ahead and put him off the bench. Mm-hmm. Put him on the bench. I think he's a good factor as far as that. Um, he can facilitate. You're not going to get a whole lot of minutes with him due to the fact that, you know, he gets mm-hmm. not really gas fast, but, you know, he gets, he, he just can't do what he used to do as much as he can because yeah. of his knees and stuff like that. Well, so, I think but, when the playoffs come, he'll be there. Yeah, he's he'll definitely going to be there. Dwayne Wade always shows up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Always. And, oh, yeah, he always, always. Even last year, he yeah. always, always showed up. Always shows yeah. up. I think that this is good for a few different reasons for the Cavs. First of all, I think J.R. Smith is better in the starting lineup because he can spread the floor more. Okay. And when you have Derrick Rose as your point guard, which he's injured right now, LeBron is there. <laughs> you side 
Derrick Rose yeah. is injured again. He's always injured. Yeah. But anyway, so we have Derrick Rose at point and LeBron at the forward position. So those are two guys who can get into the paint and dish out to guys who can hit threes. And draw fouls. And they can draw fouls. And I just don't... If you add Dwayne Wade, it's it's like, okay, now you have three of them, but who are they dishing the ball out to? Right. You know, now right. you have three guys who can go into the paint and only two guys who can spread the floor. So I like him coming off the bench because I think now he can take control of that second unit. He can be the, the star. He can be the Dwayne Wade we know for the second unit, right. which I think is where he should be at this point in his career. I'm not saying he's be- I'm not saying J.R. Smith is better than him because talent-wise, Dwayne Wade is still better than J.R. Smith. And that's but agreeable. Just, as but far just as the that. way, and I think it's because of age. Yeah, just use, use, uh, use does play a part. On their best days, I'm taking Dwayne Wade yeah, over Yeah, me too, JR's for sure. Day, I'm definitely know? doing Dwayne Wade at, on even all aspects. Even at 34, and, even at 34 and, and with yeah. the injuries, I'm still taking, I just, I can't not take him. I've seen, I've seen the story before. You know, we've seen it before. I think J.R. Smith, like I said, just spreads the floor better, and he's he fits more in that system for the starting lineup. And also, we talked about Dwayne Wade. He's not going to play a full 82 games. Yeah, that's games. what I'm saying. He's not going to play the full minutes. Yeah. When he was with Chicago, he to, was yeah. just doing the first half, and then he would sit himself <laughs> on the bench, which yeah. I already knew what it was. He but that, need you, to be know, out there. you know what you're signing up for with yeah. that. You know, I, you know I what knew you're what getting. it was. And, and I so think, I think if – oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying at this point in his career, he doesn't necessarily need to be playing mm-hmm. all the whole game. Well, and if he if he sits on the bench for the whole year when the playoffs come, he's going to be fresh and he's going to be healthy. And if he comes in and no starts, injuries. and if he comes in and starts in the playoffs, I'm not I'm not upset with that because they've been saving him, and that's yeah. that's a big. I think people aren't thinking about that. They put him on the bench partly, in my opinion, to save him for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think he'll start in the playoffs, but if he does. I won't be mad because they would they would have rested him for the whole season. And he got and he like I said and he got he gotten injured like when he starts. He's yeah. more injury prone as far as that. Yeah. But let's go ahead and move off to DUA subject. That was a good that was a good back and forth as far as that. We had a um we had a question from a fan. Uh, her name is Shout Amy. Out to Amy, yeah, thank and you. Thank it's you, Amy. About, for, yeah, go ahead, Amy. I, I mean, go, go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Amy. I'm like like she's here right now. My bad, but uh, yeah. Shout out to Amy for actually uh you know coming on the show or as far as giving us a little slip as far as what you would like to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're always asking for feedback and, and people just think we're asking just to ask. Like, we really want questions. We want you guys to, to tell us what you think. And so thank you, Amy, for giving us a question to come up here and talk about. So, And, and this is going to be the last question that we're actually, I mean, last topic that we're actually going to talk about mm-hmm. before we go ahead and wrap up the show. So Amy asked, and this is about the, the native San Antonio Spurs, what do y'all think about LaMarcus Aldridge contract extension? Um, he played... <laughs> crappy last year for I lack mean, of a better word yeah he played crappy thank last you by season. the way amy for for writing down an inappropriate word on our whiteboard you know this is yeah. a professional whiteboard he played crappy last season so was it pop who held him back by putting him in the system so this is the this is the a good topic to discuss because when san antonio first acquired lamarcus aldridge it was a big deal the way mm-hmm. that he was playing from the Portland Trail Blazers, it was a big deal. He was a good power forward. If anything, he was a good power forward to go ahead and replace Tim Duncan as far mm-hmm. as what he is. Not necessarily playing the same way, but, you know, he plays physical. He can make the mid-range shot. He definitely spreads out the floor. And he's a big man as far as getting offensive boards and defensive boards. Mm-hmm. I think he's always been a factor in the West. And, and due to the fact that he's playing in the West, he always had that instilled into him. So when he came to the Spurs, I was excited. But all the Spurs fans... I would say just didn't give LaMarcus a chance as far as to actually get to know into the system. Mm-hmm. I think the expectation was very high for him based on how he was playing in Portland. And due to the fact that he had to necessarily play team ball, I think he, LaMarcus. He's never done before. Yeah, LaMarcus had to adjust himself mm-hmm. as far as that. For him, it was only him, Lillard, Lillard 
and maybe what what, what you could say you could probably say yeah, I think um, that was it because CJ McCollum wasn't who he is now when he was there yeah he had, yeah. I think he was just drafted the year that he left was his rookie year so he only would know him from his rookie there's year there's one think. more other person I want to talk about that was on the on the, on the Blazers was it was it Nicholas Batum who's on the Dallas right now the Mavericks yeah. Oh, Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews yeah. was there. So he had that those was, Dude, people. that was a really good team. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. surprised that team didn't get further. Like, not, I forgot. Now that I'm looking back, that team, wow. Yeah. What Wesley a talented Matthews. group of players. Couldn't get past, you know, the West. but Well, they kept getting hurt. But anyways, true. Ahead, sorry. But what I was saying as far as in that, I just think that the Spurs fans didn't give him, you know, give him a chance. He did gain a little weight that may have, you know, <laughs> threw off his game as far as then. He was attempting to go ahead and shoot the three ball, which I didn't even know that he had that in him. But um, give LaMarcus a chance. Um, I do think the contract was a little bit much in the first place that they went ahead and, you know, paid him. Mm. It, was, it was a lot. But due to the, based on these uh, four games now that they won, they're 4-0 now. I think, and he's been the head of the. I mean, he's. I been, think it's been good. A lot of my Spurs fans that are diehard Spurs fans are talking about Lamarcus a whole mm-hmm. lot more positive now. And now that the fact that he's playing well, hopefully when they get the the actual centerpiece, which is Kawhi, still, yeah. they will be in good shape. Well, Lamarcus has been the main guy everywhere he's been his entire career, even in Portland. And in fact, that's why he didn't want to play in Portland anymore because Lillard was becoming the guy. You know what? You know what the fun fact is. What? So the Chicago Bulls, we drafted Lamarcus Aldridge first, and then we traded him from Tyrus Thomas. Was it a draft night trade? No. Yeah, draft. So night. he didn't ever. Put he on never a... even got to put on the jersey. We just dra- we just traded him right then and there. For who? Tyrus Thomas. Where's he at now? He's not even in the league no more. <laughs> No, in his defense, I was like nine years, years ago. Nine years yeah, ago. Yeah, years ago. Nine yeah. years ago. I think I think Lamarcus got in the in the uh, in the basketball. He got drafted like two thousand two, maybe. Let wow. me have to, we have to look that up. We'll, go ahead, we'll go ahead and finish up. your statement while I was going to look that information. Okay, go ahead, look that up for me. But what I was going to say is that he's been the head guy in his career everywhere he's went, and that's part of why he left Portland was because he wasn't the main guy anymore. Lillard was starting to come up. And he didn't feel like he was getting his touches. So when he came to San Antonio, Ooh. first of all, he'd never played a, a style of play like that, like you said, where it's it's team basketball. Because even with the with the Trailblazers, from what I remember of those teams, it was very isolation. You know, give them the ball and let them score, which they True. could do very well. Like I'm not knocking that, but the Spurs just play a different style. And sometimes it's hard to come in, and you know, it takes some time to adjust to that. Sometimes. And I think that's what happened here. It took him some time to adjust. And I stand corrected. It was not 2002. It was actually 2006. Sorry, LaMarcus. I didn't mean to make you try to look that old. (laughs) Um, But, yes, he was uh, the first first pick in the 2006 Mm -hmm. draft. Um, No, not first pick. He was picked in the first round, second overall pick. And it was for the Chicago Bulls. And we traded. Who was number? Do you know? Does it say who was number one there? Uh, 2006. We figure it out. And 2006, the first person that was actually drafted was Andre Bergnani. Bergani? Oh, Bernani. Bergani. Oh, okay. And then Tyrus Thomas. Like I said, that's the guy oh, that he was we went. Yeah. But anyway, so what I was saying is he's never been the fr- he's never not been the first option. So coming here with Kawhi, not being the first option, it was a rough first year. And then Kawhi went out, and it just all the pressure was now put on him when mm-hmm. he hadn't had that pressure all season, mm-hmm. and he wasn't familiar enough with the system yet. But I think that this contract extension was a good thing because I like over the offseason it was a big deal. He said he talked to Pop, he was very honest with him. He said, "Listen, I don't like what happened last year. They had um, a heart I didn't to heart. like that. I was that's that was the name of the headline. The heart they had to a heart. heart to heart. Yeah. <laughs> so I like where they're going. I think that they're they're undefeated right now. The Spurs are going to fly under the radar like they always do. True. Kawhi is going to come back and put in an MVP performance like he always does. 
and he's not going to get any credit for it. But the playoffs will come, and we'll see when the playoffs come what's going to happen because I really think the Spurs can shock people this year. And I'm not a Spurs fan. I really hate when Spurs fans are like, oh, the Spurs are going to win this year. The Spurs are going to win this year. Like, come on. Let's, I mean, let's honestly, be I mean, but this year, like, I really like this team. I'm not saying they'll win, but watch out. They're, they're a about, tough matchup for the Warriors. When you talk about championships, you know, and yeah. who can make it? You know, I mean, the Spurs. Talk about the Spurs first. Yeah, we're talking about the last yeah. twenty years. Talk about the Spurs yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, that's gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. As far as for barbershop talk, I hope you guys enjoy listening. Once again, follow us at um at Matson underscore McDaniel on Twitter. Um, also on SoundCloud, you can go ahead and um. Type in Barbershop Talk or Jaguar Podcast, and our information is going to be in there. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to see or want us to even talk about, please go ahead and comment on those um, you know, social media outlets that we have in order to go ahead and respond to you because we do like when you know our fans give us topics that we can discuss. It makes our job a little bit more easier, and it makes our job a little bit more yeah. fun uh, as far as what games or um, <laughs> sports that you want to go ahead and focus on. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys about it. We'll definitely stay more consistent now as far as our uh, It's our podcast. second week in a row. We're back. Yeah, we're, we're, back we're officially back. And I feel good about this one because we put in a lot of fun facts yeah. in there. That I don't think this our general audience This was a short sweet one. Know. The last one was 48 minutes. This one's 28. So I yeah. like this one. But now we're rambling. So I want to close by saying go Dodgers. Oh, and yeah. we'll be back next time to talk about how the Dodgers are at 4-2. Houston Astros, baby. <laughs> are going to win that. See you guys next time. Later. Barbershop Talk with Matson and McDaniel is a product of the Mesquite and Jaguar student media. Our theme song is Rainy Morning by Ryan Quijano. You can find his music at soundcloud.com slash Ryan hyphen Quijano. This podcast was produced by Jerry Quijano. This podcast was created and hosted by Wyatt Matson and Samuel McDaniel.